Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you, especially today. This is our second-to-last movie on the 52-year journey through film, and fuck, man. It's a good one to be nearing the end with. Mm. We got 2021's Tick, Tick, Boom musical starring andrew garfield goaded the man Goated. is talented the oh on a, on a level that i was unaware of mm-hmm. prior to what like i already knew he was a great actor this shit elevated him in my eyes like fucking crazy so let me lay the groundwork tick tick boom was released on november 19th 2021 uh it was written uh, by Steve Levinson and based on the musical by Jonathan Larson. Mm-hmm. And it was directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, famous for uh, Hamilton. Ah. He wrote he wrote Hamilton uh, and starred as the titular character, Alexander Hamilton, on its initial Broadway run. Uh, he also made an appearance in this movie as the cook in the Moondance Diner, speaking Spanish and stuff. Really? Wow, mm-hmm. did not did not uh, notice that, or yeah. like I guess I didn't even know who the guy was to yeah exactly yeah. There's no reason for you to. And, <laughs> in fact, that Moondance Diner <laughs> but, scene, there's so many little little Broadway musical but, uh, cameos. It's really cute. I indeed have heard of Hamilton, though. That's for sure. I'm not that yeah. out of it. Do not have heard yeah. of Hamilton. I mean, if you were alive in 2015, you heard of Hamilton. Mm. Yes. Um, I still haven't seen it, so I feel like that's part of my musical journey that I, I need. I feel like that's kind of a required viewing of musicals. Um, but I've on Disney Plus, and it is Ooh. quite entertaining. It's a like that's like a true Broadway musical. There isn't spoken words. It's for the entire beginning to end. It is song after song after song after song. I see. Uh, there's no there's no hmm. cut in between. Okay, I think I would prefer more like this than uh my taste at least like this oh, like an actual story interwoven i guess it's you know oh more, it is still an actual but, story it's yeah. it's it's it, oh, i guess true but i it, guess like it actual really, acting uh, just in between um, yeah no i get you i get you and i i completely completely understand that i do think this is and like that that movie on disney plus is just them filming it on broadway like it's them on a stage oh. it's not like an adaptation oh it's uh it is just the performance with the original cast and it is it's fucking fantastic it's another one of my favorite like another thing that i actually go to apple music to listen to the hamilton soundtrack so it doesn't fuck up my spotify wrapped because i don't want it to be there i listen to it a lot wait why don't you want it to be there 
I don't know, man. Do you, I wanna... ju- you just want it to be the tick tick, you know, you're... I mean, like, I... I don't know. I associate <laughs> a certain... <laughs> a certain, like, type of person with, like, oh, you gotta listen to Hamilton, man. Like, it's really, really basic of me. And, uh, mm. I, I don't... I, I, I strive to... Uh, this. It's, like, the only shameful liking i have of anything <laughs> i see so it's uh, like okay i see it's like you have a guilty tick, pleasure tick tick boom and and you know the these actual artistic beautiful amazing things and then hamilton's kind of like a like a drake i guess almost <laughs> or like you know i mean come like that <laughs> yeah because, because of it's like and like I said in 2015, Hamilton was the biggest thing on fucking earth. Like you, there was there was no anyone anywhere heard of Hamilton, you know. So like only because of that did it become like that. Like it is genuinely that good and that artful and mm. that uh, it required a great deal of talent. And but uh, <laughs> yeah, like now it's like I don't go around going like have you, have you seen Hamilton, you know? Uh. Because like uh, <laughs> mm. no, yeah, I'd just... I'd rather promote this movie. This would rather mm. be my like. Uh, I guess I haven't seen Hamilton, so I don't know to tell people. But like, as far as the musicals I've seen in my life, four total: Grease, Hairspray, Tick Tick Boom, and La La Land. This is by far my favorite. Um, mm. It is. It is without a doubt Tick Tick Boom, La La Land, and then probably God. Uh, the other two are just I don't know, kind of whatever to me now compared yeah. to like La La Land and, and Tick Tick Boom. But uh, there. but this one was. It had, I don't know. I felt like it just was easier to connect with. Um, it, it, there was way more, it, I was immediately emotionally in to this one mm. compared to La La Land, but I don't know why. Like, I was still very into La La Land, I think, but like. I think there's like a rawness to the. I, so I think what's really important about this is the touch of having a Broadway musical writer as the director of this movie. It feels much more, it feels more like a, like an actual musical instead of a movie with songs intercut into it, which I think La La Land, it's not guilty of that. I think it's a wonderful fucking movie and I love it, but the way this movie is formatted, it feels like it's, just works a little like uh as far as the way the music is intertwined throughout the movie it works a little better you know it felt very natural it felt very never never forced or anything like that it always felt like yeah this is this feels like a natural place for there to be a song number and the fact that all the songs are actually written by jonathan larson uh when he was alive even like boho days is that yeah boho days i think boho days is a uh a song that was filmed on one of those handheld cameras at a party. And they were like, so he legitimately, like they legitimately did that at a party. Like, yeah. did, did he like write that song or like, do you think he just kind of did that on his own? I could, I, I would guess it was just kind of like a, uh, probably a little bit of both, you know, something mm-hmm. he workshopped over the, over, uh, a l- cause like he said, I like to write like a song about anything. That's true. That's true. No, I think Shoot that for a small price blows my mm, mind. I think that's probably another reason <clears throat> that I like this one more is that there was like a whole other depth to the movie because it was like a biography and it was like here is this you know 
this musical he's trying to write, and here's all the troubles he's facing while doing it. Oh, shoot, it actually doesn't work. It, you're leading to believe that this is his big break, you know? Because, like, I know nothing of his actual story in real life. Right, right. Um, and I'm, like, I'm expecting this last song that he's writing to be something magnificent, you know? Like, whenever Vanessa Hudgens is about to sing it, I'm like, all right, this is it. You know, this is whenever the people are like, oh, my God, this is the musical. We're going to pay him millions of dollars, blah, blah, mm. blah. And then, you know, he gets the phone call of, sorry, you know, we're working oh, on Oh, the, the people one. there, I'm getting calls all day. They're going, oh, that Jonathan Larson, what's he going to do next? Rosa, is that her name? Yeah, Rosa. God and Andrew Garfield, Rosa. the way he, like, he's so fucking good in this movie. <laughs> uh. It's nuts. Uh, but the way he reacts is like, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm. What? What? She's like, yeah, I think, uh, I think you're going to have to, you're going to have to keep going. He's like, what? what? I can't. No, 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 no. Uh, that shit was too damn good, man. Uh, and like that come to your senses song that he was like the whole point, like a very driving force of this movie for the first half or first hour and 20 minutes or so is him figuring out how he's going to make that song work and how he's going to implement it. And the fact that it was a biographical, like, this is how he feels his girlfriend's probably speaking to him. Mm. That just, it just works so fucking well. And the fact that the whole movie was like, a, you're missing a power, power ballad for the, for the woman lead in the second act. And then we get the power ballad by the woman lead in the second act with Susan actually performing the song in the movie. And it was like, oh, no. And like it's like weaved throughout, too, because like whenever he's writing, whenever he's doing a swimming. I hate this locker room. Why won't Susan answer my calls? Dude, like uh dude figures out his big breakthrough swimming like of like like I'm a I'm. I'm a swimmer, you know, and, like, I just hear Andrew Garfield, also Spider-Man. Like, I'm just watching this movie, and I'm just like, oh, my God, like, this dude is just, he, he's, he's into everything. He's just, what, he's just one of the coolest guys in the world. Really interesting is that they originally got a stunt double for him to swim, uh, for, for to swim separately, uh, but Andrew Garfield ended up being better at swimming than the stunt double. <laughs> that was, that was, huh, that's funny. Yeah, he, he did have pretty good form. I'm not gonna lie. His flip yeah, turns, his flip turns could use a little work. They were a little inconsistent, gotcha. but he probably doesn't do that on the regular. Uh, no, who flip turns unless you're literally swimming laps? Um, right, right. So like, yeah, but uh, but no, the whenever he's at the bottom of the pool, and then and then like the whole pool turns into the like musical like mm. the paper or I don't know what yeah. the lines. I don't know Cheat what music. Cheat, thank you. I knew there was a name for it. Mm. Um, I was just like, oh, dang. Like, I Well, and throughout the background of that song and other songs with Susan there throughout the movie, you'll hear that little... Dun, 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 dun. The little uh, the little piano number for Come to Your Senses uh, is like a, a motif throughout this movie that keeps popping up, specifically during swimming when it's all coming together and like uh. there's like a big crescendo you hear, come to your senses, come to your senses, and it's like, oh, God. Uh, like, And that's that's what makes this movie really rewarding on like a rewatch or after you've listened to the soundtrack some because there's a lot of examples of that where like it's foreshadowing stuff that happens later in the musical and uh, it's just it's just really, really well done. Uh, 
I mean, obviously, I kind of want to, like, work through it song by song because the songs are so well-placed and are typically really important to what's happening at the time and getting to know the character that it feels it only feels right to kind of uh that would be a good way to do it yeah it just flows through the movie talk about every song while we play them in the background pro okay yeah okay okay but yeah so obviously we kick off the movie with 3090 which uh it's Mm. uh as of right now on my receiptify it is my number one all-time song uh it will be guaranteed like it has been you can ask my girlfriend. She's kind of, I don't know. She's not getting annoyed by it, but she's like, wow, you really like this song. You're like it. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's noticed it. So, uh, mm-hmm. and it's only been two days that I've that I've seen this movie ever. Yeah, um, right, so, right. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, this song, I'm, I'm already, I'm already in high gear for, and I don't know, I would, like, I open the movie and just bam, like, I'm, it's already immediately catchy and, like, I don't even know what's going on in the movie yet, but I'm already just like, like I'm, I don't know, I'm already in the, moving a little bit, you know, like yeah. Well, because there's something so great about this number, like listening to the song all on its own is fine, and I love listening to the song all on its own. I've, like I've said, I've listened to it; it's my number one song on Spotify. Uh, but it, like I said, it's been, it's been eight months since I watched this movie. This was my New Year's movie, where me and Emily came down here. Mm. Uh, to the projector, and we timed the movie so that at midnight, the after the bum, ba, dun, 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 at the end of the movie, and it goes so that like as soon as midnight hit, that's what that's what we heard. Aww. We finished tick tick boom. Uh, so that was the last time I watched this movie. So the, throughout this year, I've been listening to the soundtrack a ton, and uh, to get back to come back to the movie. There's something so electric about the way Andrew Garfield performs the song that makes it uh, oh. that makes it even better to watch. I was gonna say it in La La Land. It doesn't really look like they're singing. It, it kind of looks like they're more lip singing, or or maybe they're just not singing at the full voice that they're like the recording is playing. Mm-hmm. You know, right. but this like Andrew Garfield, like it looks like that he's doing the perfo- like the full. Like, you can see in his, like, throat that, like, it's yeah. straining and, like, you know, like, it feels. And, like, the his oh, facial yeah. acting when he's sitting at that piano and he's, like, he, and he's doing all of it. And he's, like, looking at uh, the guy who's playing Michael in Tick, Tick, Boom. And he's, like, uh, friends are getting fatter. <laughs> hairs on their head are getting thinner. Like, he's just got, like, this. And that song, too, like, the visuals and the scenes that they actually do implement are so well cut. Like it is so perfectly timed that every if you rewatch every cut is on a is on a beat. Oh, like it's I didn't even think about that. Yeah, That's no, gonna yeah, be like, sick it's, to watch. It's next like time. thank God the editor had rhythm because it was so perfect. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, That's awesome. But uh and the way that it's cut with like him talking to Susan and it kind of lays the groundwork for how their relationship works where they're in the library and he's like, I put in my two weeks notice. And she's like, you quit? And he's like, no, I have two weeks left. Uh, I absolutely love that shit. And she's like, how are you going to pay for this? That songbook. And he's like, uh, and it kind of sets up the the driving motivation behind this character is he wants so badly to make it in the field he wants to make it. 
but it's the struggle of knowing whether or not he's going to follow in Michael's footsteps and go ahead and take that job elsewhere, go ahead and do the do the high five figures, uh, mm-hmm. or just, uh, you know, keep keep trying. That he's was like, a... it, it's expensive to make art. And she's like, it's expensive to make art here. He's like, yeah, it's worth it, though. Hmm. Like, what an interesting aspect of the movie of whenever he, like, does go to that focus group and then he's like, I can get paid for my creativity. Like, I can get used to this. Like, these people in here are absolutely just, like, the most uncreative people in the world. You know, like, he, like... um, He's not challenging himself. He's getting hoisted up because he's putting in the bare minimum work to be creative and he's like, oh, shit, surrounding myself with uncreative people makes me feel really good about myself. Mm. And then it keeps going, and he's like, oh, God, this could be my life, huh? Yeah, and then she describes what the product actually is. And I got it. Like, oh. <laughs> Chubstitute. It's... I, didn't, like, it's I was shocked that bad. was like... I, I was shocked that that was, like, the appalling, like, oh, you got to get the fuck out of here thing. I was like, that's not that, like, yeah, it's a little in poor taste, uh, but you literally said it's a fat substitute. It was better than, yeah, it was better than the American dream, whatever that yeah. one lady literally said the American dream for the name of, like, like I don't know. Uh, like, the, the names they came up with were actually just, like, the most surface level anything, and then, like, an actual, like, beautiful combination of the words. Like, I was like, oh, wait, that was actually, like, really good. And I was like, um, it took me, like, a second to realize that it, like, was him joking to them. Like, Mm. I thought it was kind of legitimate at first, and that they were gonna be like, oh, fuck yeah! And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm like, oh, wait. He was fucking with them. Yeah, he's he's fucking with them. So I was like, I don't know, I had a I had a split second of like, oh, that was genius and then realizing that it was just a joke the whole time was, was pretty good, but um But yeah, I thought thirty ninety is such a strong way to kick the musical Ooh. off to kinda get to know oh, Andrew yes. Garfield in this role as Jonathan Larson. Uh to see him interwove with Michael and Susan throughout it to kinda get to know the other two most important characters, Alexandra Ship playing Susan and Robin de Jesus playing uh Michael. Who is uh they're both massively talented, man. Mm. Uh like unreasonably so. Uh yeah, ooh, let's see. Might as well hop into here real quick. Um because I know for a fact Andrew Garfield's going here. Um, well and given that of our twenty twenty movies, he is the only lead actor. He has no competition. Oh, that is true. Um, he just wins. Um, and he would have anyway. Yeah, he just would have. Uh, like, because I was, I remember watching this, like, I watched this the day it came out in November 2021 because I was real excited because they dropped the, uh, their little teaser trailer was Andrew Garfield going... This is the life of oh, Bo Bo That was the and then, like, trailer? That that was a little tease, and it was just oh. that. Oh. Like, there, it wasn't Ooh. the rest of the song. It was just that, and I was like, oh, I gotta fucking watch that. <laughs> I was like, I need to hear that. Because I, I, I remember hearing that teaser and being like, Andrew Garfield can sing his fucking ass off. 
what the fuck? Uh, but yeah, so like, I remember I watched it the day it came out in November, and then I, I went to the group chat with you, Miles, Kyler, and Tillman, and was like, hey, I know this ain't all yours bag, but if you're gonna watch a musical, make sure it's Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Just because I was like, I, I watched that movie and was like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. And then I watched it last night for the first time in eight months. And I was like, it, it was one of those movies where if I'm doing a ranking, I kind of forgot. And I, I let it slide a little bit. And then I watched it again last night and I was like, oh, never mind. That's going right back up here, you know? Like, uh, it just it just felt right. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, I've already watched it twice. Um there were some things on rewatch that I still didn't even pick up on that, like, now on my third rewatch, I will go back and, and try right, to pick right. up. Um, but this is – I'm I'm kind of sad I didn't watch it earlier, but now, like, to, to wrap up this, you know, project kind of, you know, the second to last yeah, one, we got we got one banger left. Um, and I'm this, – this one wasn't uh, – like, you, we said last episode that this would be kind of like the dip – you know, uh, this would dip down a little bit, you know, after, um, in between Nomadland and, and, uh, everything everywhere all at once, but. Not by a lot. Shit, man. This was. If, by, if at all. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing is that, like, I, I remember, yet yeah, like, last week when we were talking Nomadland, I was kind of thinking of it from the perspective of Chloe Zhao directing Nomadland, the Daniels writing and directing everything everywhere all at once. And then I was just like, there was something that I remembered being just like, it was really the song numbers in Tick, Tick, Boom that made it for me. It wasn't really the direct directorial style. It wasn't anything like that. But even last night when I was watching it, I was like, okay, Lin-Manuel Miranda was kind of in his bag. It's really like, I, uh, mm. I, uh, I, I like being a little bit of a Lin-Manuel, not hater because I think he's, he's incredibly talented, but he's fun to be like a. He's corny as fuck, so it's fun to kind of poke fun at him. Mm. Uh, he's a, he is more like that, the Drake aspect of musical theater, where it's like, all right, you like Lin-Manuel Miranda? Okay, okay, yeah, of course you do. I mean, who doesn't? Sort sort of thing, you know? It's like, that. but it's, uh, it's <laughs> he's got like the corniest memes of all time. You've definitely seen the picture of him like biting his lip and his head, like his forehead's like real, uh, Real prominent. Uh, yeah, look up Lin Manuel Miranda lip bite because it's a. Uh, I know you've seen it because it's just <laughs> the funniest shit of all time. People oh, were yeah. making fun of him. <laughs> People were making fun of him mercilessly for it, but uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a funny dude, but uh, corny is all fucked. Uh, he also did the he did the music for Encanto. I don't know if you ever watched that Disney. Mm, animated yet. movie, no, but... really, really good. Uh, wrote in the Heights, a movie that came out uh, last year. Uh, he's he's got a really firm grasp on the industry at the moment because people think he's the he's the prodigal son of musical theater at the moment. But uh, mm. I, I was I was shocked at how well he did in in this movie, and I think the editing can be very very largely credited for how well this movie flows together and everything. Uh, there are some awesome transitions where, like, uh, during No More, with Robin DeJesus and uh, Andrew Garfield performing that, No More! Mm. 
Walking 30 blocks with 30 pounds of laundry is, in the freezing dead of a winter. Is that like whenever they're touring the really nice apartment with the dorm room yeah, and all that? Yeah. Oh. Hello to shiny new parquet wood floors. Did, what, yeah, that shit's fantastic. Did he really run him up the wall? Like at the end there, whenever he they like the song ends and like Andrew like kind of picks up Michael and like run like he literally runs on the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm sure they did. Like that's a <laughs> like I, there was just like that that part of the movie uh, was just like a cool like oh yeah whoa that was like took a lot of you know skill to do and then like there's Anything another part where but he's like pleasantly robotic. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's in his apartment just tossing some, like, plates behind his back and, like, barely catching yeah. it. And then, like, just do it. Like, and I'm, I'm like, man, this this dude, he can sing. He can act. He can swing around, you know, New York City. He can, he, like, he what, can skateboard. What can he not do, man? He can save soldiers, uh, dragging them. You know, he doesn't even have a gun. This dude is just the greatest guy of all time. I'm, like, legitimately... I think this is how, like, favorite actors, like, he will be one of my favorite actors. Whenever I'm, like, 40, like, someone will ask, like, hey, who's, who's like, one of your favorite actors? And, like, Andrew Garfield will Andrew probably Garfield. be, like, he would, like, was so many things that were so cool to me. And, like, it's, I, I'm now realizing, like, how many things he is in that I've just been, like, like, whoa. Like, he has just killed every role and the range she has is like well and it's like it, here's the thing is that andrew gar like after i watched this for the first time i think i developed a little bit of a crush on andrew garfield mm. like <laughs> i uh because he's already a pretty good looking man you know Indeed. it's the fact that he's so overwhelmingly talented that it's like oh my what, what can't this guy do like i just i i either want to be him or i want to be with him in some capacity uh, the dude's just fucking fantastic, and uh, oh yeah, I forgot he was, I, he went he went for all of Facebook. You know, he was he was coming for it all too. It, what, what has he Mark? Been? Oh my god, this dude has just has been everything. Was he he was in Doctor Who? Oh, he was Frank. I said okay. I like this actor. I don't know if he was Doctor Who as well. Um, oh man, if he was a doctor, I would have already watched it. Mm. To be sure, but um, mm. uh, moving forth through the soundtrack, we also got Boho Days, which was just a really fun way to get acquainted with him and his element with his friends, the people who are important to him. Mm. Uh, that one douche guy that came with. I just did know, it for the pussy. Yeah, and then and then he like, you know, it grows on. You know, he grows on. You know, he grows. Oh on yeah, because he's he's genuinely like I think it's awesome because he's like <laughs> he's a very real look at what a lot of dudes would be like around musical theater kids if they were not a musical theater kid mm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like uh whenever they all they're all like yep this is just par for the course for hanging out with jonathan larson whenever he does the whole performance they're like yeah he was like that was awesome yeah. you know like he was like that was fucking awesome because like that's exactly how i'd be in that setting i'd be like y'all are way too nonchalant about that that like, was fucking epic it just happened like the people I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Yeah, like whenever I hang out with people, they just sit there and drink and and play drinking games. But you just put on a whole performance out of nowhere and like what the you know they were like, woo, yay, let's keep it going. Ah, oh, man, 
That was, I mean, no, yeah, no, like the part of the song whenever he's like, I thought by now I'd have a dog, a kid, a wife. And everyone in the room goes, oh, because uh, Susan walks in at that time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hmm. yeah, this, I don't know. This, that was just a, it's, it's one of my liked songs, I guess, you know, oh, yeah. I already, just, I already put the heart on it on Spotify. It's an electric, okay. uh, and it kind of gives you a vibe for how he's living too. You know, showers in the kitchen, there might be some soap. Dishes in the sink, but you think you can cope. Mm. Toilets in the closet, you better hope there's a light bulb in there. Not today, Fucking, apparently. Not today! It's just, like, it's such a f- mm. fun, fun song on that one. And then, uh, Green Green Dress. Pretty, uh, the R&B. Green Green Dress, 20 buttons and a strap. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also awesome because they have a a different version of that song that's not in the movie by Andrew Garfield and Alexandra Ship that uh, goes up. Uh, it's a lot more fast pace, a lot more, ooh, a lot more energy. Yeah, ooh, a green green dress, twenty buttons and a strap. A green dress, what a pleasure to unwrap. Fucking fucking incredible. Uh, no more. That's another, that was one that as soon as I finished the movie was my least favorite. And with every passing listen, it was just like, <laughs> I, I love this song too. You know, like, uh, I, I think that maybe my favorite part of the entire soundtrack is on this song. Whoa. Uh, and it's, and it's Robin De, De Jesus whenever they're, uh, they're up in the apartment, uh, and, Andrew Garfield goes, we're moving on up, we're moving on up. And then uh, Robin DeJesus goes, on the east side. And he hits like the craziest run I've ever heard in my life. I cannot replicate it because I am not nearly that talented. Let's see. Uh, I'll bug And it's just a... Ooh. It's nasty. Yeah, it's nasty. The dude's got the fucking pipes on him. Because I, 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 I heard that the first time I was like, oh. Mm. He's just uh he just hits he just nails that shit, man. Oh, I'm gonna listen to it right here. It's at two minutes twenty seconds that it happens in the song. Spotify's really nice, like the lyric things. I just like it's karaoke, you just click on them. Yeah. God damn. He nails mm. that run. But uh mm. that, that song's fucking electric and the in the fucking like musical number is really, really cool too. Like it's one of those very, very music video-y type feels to it. Yeah. Uh, it's got a little bit of everything. That It's got that rock vibe uh, straight off the rip. And I think it's really cool that they make it clear that Jonathan Larson changed the course of musical theater pretty, pretty much off rip because it was no longer just Broadway-type songs. He was able to mm. imbibe it with a a flavor that it hadn't previously had with rock and stuff. And, uh, I, I, I assume you've heard of rent if you haven't, like if, even if you haven't watched it, yeah. it was a, uh, I have it was a pretty big one. I have heard just never watched kind of like a Hamilton. It's not, I'm not as well known as Hamilton in my brain, but it was, I've heard it many times before. Well, that, yeah. As far as our lifetime is concerned, mm. it would definitely be. The reason I do is cause in Scott, it was a very popular scholar bowl question. Um, mm. like longest lasting, I like, that's what I knew. 
Um, or gotcha. like how it was either how many years was the Broadway musical Rent on blah 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 or uh, I don't know just in Scott that like and then from there I was just studying random weird facts so that, that's how I know of Rent. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it though, so I can't really say anything of about it. No, yeah, but uh, I I haven't watched it either. I, I fully intend to. I feel like it's almost blasphemous of me to have watched Tick, Tick, Boom and love it so much without ever, ever, ever having seen Rent, but uh, I feel like it would only enhance my perception of mm. uh, this movie and my perception of Jonathan Larson, and I've even read that it, uh, there's a lot of little homages to, to Rent in this movie because uh, obviously Jonathan Larson wrote it, and it was the defining element of his career uh even though he was never alive to see it on broadway the that, night before that was sad man like dude uh, like, I, the first time i watched that shit i i audibly gasped yeah my mouth i just like <gasps> out of nowhere it was just it, like um he, everything's going well you know we're like all right it's finally picking up here where we, you know, I don't know, things seem to be getting better, like, he, he's okay with everything, uh, he's come to terms, you know, and then, oh, he died of a brain something. Aortic aneurysm. And he didn't get to see any of his work hit Broadway. The, you know, like, it's, oh, oh, like, out of, like, what, like, okay, I guess, I mean, like, they couldn't, it's his real life, it's what happened. Yeah, no, like, and that's the thing is that, like, uh, that's why you know, like, ultimately, I think narratively, storytelling wise, I would have to go with La La Land as like my favorite because it's just that, like, because this is adapted from a real life person, it's not like they can take a bunch of creative liberties with the story and stuff. Like, they wanted to be honorable to the to the original, uh, to mm -hmm. the to the man, to the man himself, True. but, uh. You know, unfortunately, that does make me go like, well, that was narratively not, not what I wanted to happen or what should have happened. It kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was real life, so it has a whole other a whole other side to it. Uh, but, yeah, the first time I watched this with Emily, that part came up. And audible gasp, and then Emily just, me and Emily just sobbed. <laughs> like, it was like a, no, <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I mean... I can't complain. Like it's they're they're making a movie about the man's life, you know. So I'm not going to be upset with them that they killed him off, or you know, oh, it's, no, like, it's, it's not, not like they yeah not. they didn't kill off the character. Um, but man, it was I don't know. I was like ah, this is all coming together so nice. I'm like I'm out of the frame that this is a biography. Like at that point, I'm like this is such mm. a good story, but it's just his life, you know. Like I'm thinking it's completely like kind of fiction here at this point, and then I'm reminded ah. Like, no. I, I remember watching this movie and going, Jonathan Larson, played by Andrew Garfield, is one of my favorite characters in a movie ever. <laughs> I'm going to be, like, if if I, if you didn't tell me that Jonathan Larson was a musical writer before this movie, like, if you didn't, if you would not have even, like, told me that little fact, like, I would have gone into this not knowing whatsoever that it was a biography. Like, mm. I would have completely thought that, like, I've never heard the name Jonathan Larson before. Right. And, like, I just, I don't know. Like, in, I guess, is there really any, 
I guess there's something at the beginning of the movie maybe that says that they don't say it's like based on a true story, oh, but okay. Susan has a little narration and uh uh that they're like he wrote rent uh mm. and actually at the beginning of the movie there's a cast member from rent that goes uh this opening night performance is dedicated to Jonathan Larson and the first time you watch it you don't even like click that like oh it's dedicated uh, to him because he's dead uh oof yeah oh. man like that shit uh damn what a created what a the greatest story. one of the greatest musicals of all time and never got to see it on Broadway his vision fully realized uh the t- and that's the other thing when you watch this movie knowing that he is running out of time mm-hmm. that he is that he he is ticking 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 away like uh that shit hurts um and he doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. He doesn't have a real reason to 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 think that at the time. You know, he thinks, uh, you know, he's he's turning thirty. The end of his the end of his youth, apparently. Mm. Uh, is that is that the official <laughs> old age? Thirty. Like uh, for, I think that like uh, there's definitely a. I don't think it's old. I think uh, it's just a turn. Like once you're thirty. You're 30 now. You're out of your 20s. <laughs> like, I get it. You know, I get being, I will, I personally, every time a 30 year old freaks out about being 30, I'm always like, shut up. You got so much of your life left. You're going to be just fine. But I also know that when I turn 30, I'm going to be like, oh my fucking God. I'm thir- that's a third. That's a, like, well, not, well, hopefully a little less or a little, yeah, a little less than a third of your life. But, that's uh, Man. that's you know, a year to us right now 30 and... is like five percent of our life. Like that, you know, one year, it's about like five percent. You get up to the, you get up to thirty. One year is like it, it just keeps drop. Oh wait, like I like one year just goes by so much faster every year, and like mm. every year you live, one year is just so much smaller, a smaller part of your life. So it's like. By the right. time you're 30, it's like, oh my god, th- like, I've been alive for 30 years, you know? These last seven have just felt, you know, or whatever, like, because I feel... Hell, you still feel like you're 22. And I am, like, which is also yeah, right. weird. Yeah, Swimming, it was one of the things. 22, Spider-Man, you know, there's too many things that are lining up, which is just weird. Um... Nah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking classic movie for me, man. Like I, this is easily my favorite film of 2021. I have, I have no doubts about it. Uh, the run Andrew Garfield went on at the end of 2021 was absurd. This was one of three movies that released over the course of three months that he was a star in. Uh, in October, he was the, he was a main character in the eyes of Tammy Faye. November, he was a main character in Tick, Tick, Boom. And then December, he was Spider-Man again in No Way Home, which is uh, just a fucking run for him at the end of 2021. And it might have been September that the eyes of Tammy Faye came out. So three out of the last four months of the year. But still, that's fucking absurd. Peter 3. Uh, uh, man. Yeah, Peter 3. I, I think I'm just going to watch his entire filmography. Yep, just gonna, you're just going to watch them all now. Um, 
because yeah, he's he's too fucking good, man. It's just not fair. It's just not fair. Yeah, he is in a new TV show coming out. I don't know if you. There's some kind of religious tie to it. He's a detective. Yeah, that show's all out on Hulu oh, under the banner of heaven. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a, trying to find like a cult or something like that. Like. Yeah, he's a detective. Um, I've been wanting to check that out. Law. Guy from Avatar. Is it? Yep, Sam Worthington. Okay. Oh, oh, John Walker. Wyatt Russell is in there. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cast there. I'll have to check it out for sure. But uh, sorry. <laughs> oh no, you're going all good. down the you're Garfield rabbit hole right now. It's all <laughs> relevant when it's Garfield, baby. Um, but uh, after no more, we got Johnny can't decide. Oh, which is another fucking great one. I got the heart. I uh, him just kind of got the heart on this one as well on Spotify. Oh yeah, got the. Just the content. This is one of the more, like, obviously, this was taken out of a Jonathan Larson notebook. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is talking about Susan and Michael, and that's like, that's what the entire song is about. He's like, should I follow in Michael's footsteps? Should I go ahead and follow Susan out to, uh, what is it, uh, Josh's pillow or something like that? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, uh, he he can't, or should I just keep going with my dream and. Uh, God damn, it's really fucking good, man. How can you soar when you're nailed to the floor? Mm. He has a... Ooh. You know how he liked Michael's uh, to the east side? The mm-hmm. little thing that he... Andrew has some good little... I don't know what you call that. Vibrato? Little, little runs. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, he has some good ones in here. Like, the first one is like... Right before he says Johnny can't decide, I think for the first time, um, he has one that's it's like right at the beginning. It's about to come up. Um, oh yeah, can he make his mark if he gives up his spark? spark. That's it. Oh, Ooh. yeah that that one might be my Johnny can't decide. That might be my favorite little part of. of I'm excited once we get to the end of the soundtrack to reflect on what like I'm gonna ask you specifically for a top three. Ooh, I could. So I'm a hold, I want to hold off till we get through it all, but just so we have a fair reflection Mm -hmm. of everything. Okay. Uh, the next one Sunday had probably my favorite, uh, visual number, uh, at the Moondance Diner. Hmm. He's like, is that the one where he pushes pushes the front of the diner out? I love whenever like, uh, I love whenever we go into him imagining a musical number. Everything becomes very obviously green screened. Mm. Like whenever he goes out onto the street and the streets are empty. It's New York on a Sunday morning. It's not going to be empty. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, uh, they're like, we can't just film this out front of the moon, moon dance diner. So like, uh, it looks ethereal and it looks, it looks fantastical. Mm. And like, I like how they steer into that so that, you know, it's what's happening in his head. Uh, Oh, it was so he was just like I don't know, just the way yeah, like he was he was the conductor, you know. He was yeah. he was orchestrating everything. Oh, was just he was basically in like his mind palace like Sherlock, you know, sorta just <clears throat> whipping up a whole musical on the fly in his brain. Like uh 
I don't know. It's it's kind of I like I was never huge into theater like in high school or or anything like that, and I never, you know, I, I took one like the class that everyone had to take. Right. Um, and like I didn't hate it. It was it was kind of you know it was fun. Very entertaining. Just, I had a lot of fun in that class. Just not yeah. my bag, I guess. Um, more math, you know, focused over here. But like this movie gave me like a really kind of like insight to like the kind of brains or the kind of like way of thinking that like like uh, the brilliant mind of like yeah, would. which is yeah. just like a cool insight like that I've never like it's it's so hard for me to imagine stuff like that or to come up with a song out of note like that's like incredibly just impossible to me it seems but like right. to like kind of see him orchestrate and and like that's how like that's what's going on in his head sunday in a blue silver chromium diner and this is the moondance diner where if you're a uh if you're a spider-man fan you'll know uh this is where mary jane watson had her job in uh in Spider-Man Wait, what? 2002. Actually, yeah, whenever, same name? Same, oh, very, yeah, very famous diner in New York. So, like, it was a, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a real diner. It's a real place. Uh, Mary Jane Watson worked at Moondance Diner in the, in the movies. Whenever she's, like, walking to see Peter and her boss yells at her, like, uh, like, hey, you forgot this shit. And she's like, leave me the fuck alone. You know, like, uh, that's, that's at Moondance. That's at Moondance Diner. The multiverse uh, and again, is real, dude. And again, a musical, uh, a, an actress who is trying to make it, working to wait tables and stuff. Uh, what the? Wait, what? Yo. <laughs> what? Okay. Just a nice little, another Spider-Man connection, given that Andrew Garfield was Spidey. But, uh. That's just but amazing. But obviously, I think Jonathan Larson also actually did work at the Moondance Diner. That's not like, uh, they were like, mm. you know what, let's make a little Spider-Man homage. Uh. <laughs> But that that was such a fun musical number because there's a bunch of homages to musical theater throughout that entire thing, and especially given that Lin Manuel Miranda is the director of it, that number features himself as the cook in the back of the diner. Uh, it features the bums, the bums, 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 bums. All the bums who come singing are from the original cast of Rent. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Adam Pascal, Daphne Rubin Vega, and Wilson Germain Heredia. Uh, there are a couple appearances by uh, by a couple of actresses who were in Hamilton. Renee Elise Goldsberry and Philippa Sue are the chicks who were sitting at the counter who were like, "Hey, you got the brandy? Bring it on over. She's got to <laughs> celebrate this shit." You know, like they were in Hamilton. They were they played sisters, uh, <laughs> which was really cool. Uh, so like there's there's a bunch and there's a bunch more legends in that scene apparently, but I'm not I'm not uh, entirely Broadway familiarized. But here I'll I'll read the names for you for those mm. who do know. Uh, Joel Gray, Cheetah Rivera, Andre DeShields, Bebe Newworth, Brian Stokes Mitchell, Howard McGillan, Felicia Rashad, and Beth Malone are all a part of that scene and apparently legends of Broadway theater. Mm. Uh, so like that's just like. I've always loved that scene for the visuals and for the little tiny little cameos and Andrew Garfield's performance of it. But uh, apparently there's a lot more reason to like that scene, which is really cool. Um, another great fucking song there. Yeah, the last little 
Bomb. That he ends it with, yeah. with the super. Brunch. <laughs> oh yeah, brunch. That's right. That's what he said. Oh. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Mm. Play, 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 play game. Mm. Walk through Times Square and what do you see? Ugliness where architecture used yeah, this, to be. This was just cool to have like rap in a musical. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't right. have to be broad, you know. Well, like, did you, uh, when they cut to Andrew Garfield performing it with his, his hat on sideways <laughs> and him doing it, that's a thing. Like, that's some of the footage that is actually archived from Jonathan Larson, oh, who actually no. did that at the performance of Tick Tick Boom, which is hilarious. I'm assuming he probably wasn't a good rapper. Um, no, yeah, I think that was kind of the com- comedy of I it. See. Uh, they yeah. kind of presented it as it was idealized in his head, like uh, with with Tariq Totter there. Hey, at least uh, at Tariq least he Trotter. can appreciate rap enough to write one, you know, uh, and like right. put it in a musical, and just knowing that Walking he's not going to be the one performing it. Ugliness yeah. and architecture. <laughs> like he, fo- uh, I guess, but, yeah. Wow, he fully wrote. Like that's kind of. And, it's like, really cool to think about it like yeah, that. Like, hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the next song is amongst my favorites on the whole album because of the the way it's used in the movie, Therapy, with uh, Vanessa Hudgens and him going back and forth, threaded with the argument between Susan and John, where he's like, a, it's New York! Mm. That's what New York is! Everybody's unhappy! Like, uh... Mm him being completely dismissive of his girlfriend's feelings and kind of focusing on what he's got going on, not worrying about what she's got going on. Uh, and that was such a, that like, was frustrating, really is. man, of him just not answering her and being yeah. like, like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, dude, like every time he's like, can we talk about it tomorrow? I'm like, Oh, like I know you're preoccupied, but like, really it's a conversation. Like it, I know you don't want to. You're just you're just avoiding it so. Hard. And it will not take long. Yeah, like it'll take ten minutes. He just wants it's he not just a, avoid. He just doesn't want to. And it be and that's the thing is it would be so simple for him, like she says, to say I do not want you to go. And he never does. And I I do think there's something to the idea that he felt it was implied. I do think he was like, of course I don't want you to go. Why would I want, like, it, for him, it was more a question of whether or not he would go with her. Mm. He, again, made it about himself. Uh, for her, she knew he wouldn't go with. Yeah. yeah you know, like, she knew he wasn't coming. It was a matter of whether or not he wanted her to stay. So they had two different perspectives of what the situation was. And you know what would have cleared it up? A conversation, a conversation. Uh, it's it's a da- it's a damn shame that our, our boy Johnny Larson had to had to let that slide for so long because Susan was a damn good woman for him. Yep. Yeah, that that was also another part of the movie that I was just you know another unfortunate like ah oh, dang it's just that's how it really happened so you know I don't want it to go this way but actually whenever, it kind of uh, adds to the narrative though like the way he hugged her. And he's tapping on her shoulder, and she's like, oh, my God, you're trying to figure out how you can make this a song. And it's like, oh, no. Oh, it's like, a, it's like a, a, the, the modern version of this is, 
you're arguing on the phone with your girl, and then you record it for your rap intro. You know, or it, it's, <laughs> that's it's kind of like the, the, what I felt like the equivalent. Um, well, and I feel like if if you have, and the way that he presents the song in Tick Tick Boom, the musical, when he's like pictures from a modern romance, mm. and then he runs back and he's. I feel bad that uh, you feel bad about me feeling bad about you feeling bad about what <laughs> I said. And just the way it's like a, oh. it captures what being in a romantic argument feels like pretty, pretty vividly. And I mean, like, I've never had to, me and Emily have never had to go full, like, you're moving away. No, stay. You know, like, no, nah, we've, we've had a relatively laid back experience thus far. But, uh, like, I, I felt that first line, mm. you know, that I feel bad that you feel bad about me yeah, feeling it's... bad about oh. you feeling. Cause it's just an endless cycle when that shit starts. It's just a, oh, I feel terrible. Because you feel terrible about me feeling terrible. Even though, yeah. And that's my fault. Yeah, but like, yeah, sounds like, like nonsense in the song. It makes perfect sense. Like, oh, it's just like, it's spot fucking yeah. on. And like, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry I reacted to the way that you reacted of me react. You know, it's like, it's like the, I don't know, like every loop they had was just, uh, God. Um, I don't know that this one was was really. I was afraid yeah, that uh, you'd be afraid if I told you that I was afraid of intimacy. Uh, if you don't got a problem with my problem, maybe the problem simply codependency. I was like, oh god, this bars. man's spitting. Yeah, honestly, the man has some bars. He like me. And then when it fucking speeds up and it's layered overlapping there at the end it's like oh about what i said about what you said about me not being uh, able to share a feeling feeling badly about you that shit's nuts yeah this one this one has the heart as well on spotify um, it's too damn good and the fact that like and it really it's important for that scene that we have these two tonally different things going on like the argument is sad and devastating and the way they thread it with a song that's a banjo and upbeat and kind of like mm. oh you hate that it's happening but at least this song's playing throughout it you know what i'm saying like uh yeah it makes it it makes the it makes the blow hurt a little less but even when you listen to the song it's like oh man fuck like it's just ah mm. that's a good fucking song man uh it's too late to screw, so let's just get some rest. <laughs> we have therapy tomorrow. It's too late to screw. God, they and the, the way that song is performed, the dancing they're doing, and the the, the fake smiles, like the obviously mm. fake <laughs> smiles. Mm -hmm. uh, like, <sighs> let's just get some rest. Like the way they like roll their neck with like a huge smile on their face. Like, ugh. Mm. Yeah, it's that, so damn good, man. That one was good. Uh, I did did enjoy that one thoroughly. Um, enough to give it the immediate heart. Um, yeah, I have yet it, to it, give a heart to another one um, after reflecting on it. Um, so I've only only four given so far. One gotcha, more to go gotcha. um, that we haven't got brought up yet. So maybe in between here, there's a 
this next string of four, I have not, but maybe on a there's there's reflection. one in here for me. Uh there's maybe there's a couple for me. There is one that I think deserves it already, uh, which is Robin De Jesus's real life. Um, it, is this real life? But that shit's. Is this real? Is this real? And like the God moment in the movie damn. too, like what it's representing. Oh, that's like, the like the fact that these uh, really four songs come right in a row. Mm. Come to your senses, real life. Why and louder than words. Like the end of that movie accelerates so fast. Like you reach the end of the movie and you're like, oh god, we're at the end of the movie. Like, oh fuck, you know. Like, uh, that's kind of how it happens. But uh, the come to your senses performance is. We already kind of went over swimming mm-hmm. quite a bit at the mm-hmm. beginning of the pod. I think that was a uh, one of the early ones we hit. But the fact that that's his realization for come to your senses, I gotta say. Andrew Garfield, I think, has, like, throughout the movie, the opportunity to shine his performance a ton, you know? Mm. Alexandra Ship during Come to Your Senses, whenever she's, like, singing to him on that rooftop, uh, yo, I, and last, the last time I watched it a couple nights ago was the first time I really, really felt her performance there. The way she is like looking at him, and she, you can tell she's like, ba- like she, the, the way the actress is like bouncing with the music, like you can tell she is feeling herself singing that song, you know, like she is doing so fucking good whenever she's like, uh, oh, uh, would you say she's a lead actress in this movie? You... I mean, probably. She shares a lot of screen time with him. You know, I don't know that I would label her a supporting actress. But, uh... Shit, I mean, I guess she's going up against Fern. Um, but I think she deserves the nom here. Um, yeah, I'm, like, I'd be going off... Like, that's what kind of blows... Is that she'd either be facing Frances McDormand and Michelle Yeoh <laughs> yeah, in the Best Actress category, or she'd be facing Jobu Tapaki from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is just a ooh. You know that's the Best Supporting Yeesh. Actress not there. Yeah. Like that's just <laughs> she dominates that performance. It's not Shit. fair. Uh, oh, but yeah, Alexander Ship. Fuck. Oh, I'm so excited. Alexander Ship fucking kills this. Uh, it, it. She did incredible. I do think. Uh, Robin DeJesus is also deserving of a Best Supporting Actor nod uh, for his role as uh, Michael. I think it only I think it only makes sense. He like we're getting to that emotional climax of the film here, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where come to your senses. He's realizing what he's done, you know. He's realizing how he's been, and he's kind of you can tell he wants to do something about it, but he's immediately hit with the nose and that's what really makes him go okay yeah especially when he gets to that workshop and uh michael approaches him and is like a really good turnout and uh he's like mostly friends and he goes how tragic you know like come to your fucking senses man this is fucking beautiful that that all your friends were willing to come out here and support you like this is a great thing like you need to realize that this is what's important more so than that, mm. you know, like, uh, 
I understand you want to make it, but recognize that you have a group of people around you who love you mm. and want what's best for you, you know? And uh, him going to him after the way it fell through, going to his office and being like, I'll take the job. I'll do whatever. I want what you have. I want the five feet. I, I can't do it. And I love the way Michael was still so supportive in that moment being like, I don't think we watched the same thing. This morning was incredible, you know? Like, it was mm. it was genuinely fantastic. I can't believe and. He's like, not incredible enough, you know? And he's like, I'm running out of time. I can't do this. And uh, mm. Michael has his uh, David oh. Diggs and uh, blind spotting moment. What you know about being scared? Yeah. Uh, Man, that shit. So when many that... of those moments in this movie of like, oh, my, like, fuck. Just like, a, damn it. Like, why did it have to go that way? I, like, I think to the to the other friend who worked at the diner whenever they learn that his T cell count has gone through the roof. He had a, he had a fever and he's a, uh, he's in the hospital and they're like, uh, well, you know what we should be, we should, be, you know, he'll be fine. We should be pissed that he left us under staff for Sunday brunch. You know, like that's, that's the attitude we should have about it. He'll be okay. He'll be fine. Uh-huh. Uh, and then like in his head, as all the tension escalates in the diner with everyone going, Hey, can I get this? Ding, ding, shh, ding, ding, shh. everything going on. And he's like, I need to go visit. I need to go visit him at the hospital. But when will I have time to visit him at the hospital? I got to talk to. I got to talk to Susan. Oh my god! I need to talk to Susan. But I got to write this song. Oh my god! I miss Michael. I can't talk to Michael. What am I going to do? You know, like uh, oh. him feeling so overwhelmed in these moments leads to him isolating himself and him going. I guess I got to deal with it all on my own. And it's kind of the point of this movie. Almost feels like the realization has to be. You don't have to deal with it all on your own, man. It's okay to take a break and seek help from the people you love. Mm. And uh, it's uh, it's really fucking good. But uh, yeah, I think real life just uh, it got the heart. Um, it, uh, that's this is the emotional climax of the film, you know, like the come to your senses gets turned down. Michael tells him about his diagnosis and then what happens there when he's standing at the window and he's like, is this real life? Mm. He drops the papers. Andrew Garfield's narrating in between where he's like, uh, I just kept running and I just kept running until I couldn't run anymore. I couldn't take it. I couldn't stop. Uh, and it branch it branches into him performing. Why? At that, at that lonesome piano in the middle of the park. I mean... Oh, shoot. I forgot. Oh, this one definitely um, is getting the heart. And it feels too. like real life and why kind of go together. You know, like they're kind of the same, same song because they branch right into one another. But him remembering his lifetime with Michael from the time they were nine, man. All those like home videos or like... Oh, and this is the part that, like, I slid up on your story and told you, like, this is me ugly crying at Tick, Tick, Boom right now. Uh, that's the part. That's the part that every, like, I'm sitting next to Emily. We've watched this movie four times. Four times. And I'm sitting there sobbing at this part of the movie, yeah. you know? And she, she's kind of like, she's distracting herself. She's seen the movie a bunch of times, so she's on her <laughs> phone and shit. And I'm like, uh. I'm sitting there right next to her just like. <laughs> uh, but when he was nine. <laughs> Michael and him. Uh, 
Oh man, it's just it's. I forgot about it's this. It's so song. good. Yeah, to... I forgot about this one. Um, and how it like rains on him at the end too. Like it just starts. Yeah. To rain and like. He's... And the tears pouring down Andrew Garfield's face while he's performing this. It's. So... That's the thing is the songs alone are enough to get me there, but it is Andrew Garfield's performance that sends it over the top and makes it like, oh my god, this is a real fucking moment, you know? Uh, mm. The way his voice breaks when he's singing, when I was nine, Michael and I, and he's got like a little bit of a a voice crack mm-hmm. in there when he's when he's when he's crying and like the end of that song whenever it kind of switches and he's like i sing come to your senses defenses are not the way to go that shit's so fucking good over and over and over and over and over like oh my god he's just feeling himself you know like andrew garfield is demolishing that shit it's not even close. Like, I, you know, we were talking about how, like, La La Land being the last musical we talked on this 52-year journey through film, it's the obvious comparison. Mm. Ryan Gosling doesn't hold a fucking candle to this. It's not even close. No. Yeah, it's not the same conversation. Yeah, like, if <laughs> there's, it's not even, like, in the same, if Andrew Garfield is in the major leagues, then, like, Ryan Gosling isn't even, like, single. Like, he didn't even make the high school team, you know? Like, <laughs> right, I don't know. Dude. Like, that's what it feels oh. like. Uh, this was just completely different. He was – the acting was just better. The singing was infinitely better. Um, I don't know. Like, his facial acting, way better. I'm gonna spend my time this way. mm Ooh. God damn. And that's like what's crazy is that brings you like basically to the end of the movie. Yeah. You 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 arrive at the end of the movie there because he immediately goes to Michael's apartment after that and is like that moment too, man. That that got me hard whenever not wait. Uh that got me good. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, e, uh, no. Uh it, it, I was like I started sobbing there because I was like um whenever they just like hug and he's like, I'm so sorry. And like the, at that moment in the office when he's like, why didn't you tell me? And then he's like, you tried. Mm. And he's like, Oh my God, I've been so fucking terrible. You know, like I, I've done nothing to benefit the people I love lately. I owe them so much more because they've done nothing but support me. And I couldn't even be there for my best friend. Mm. Dang, man. In the darkest time of his life. Oh, gee, like, why? Like, it's in, it's insane that, like, this is what he really went through. Like. This is, a, this is real life. It is real life. It's not written. It is just real. Oh. Is this real life? Maybe that's why it was just so, like, La La Land, it was, like, obviously a, a story written. This, like, sure happens around the world, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was a fictional you know, yeah, narrative, sure, like, for the, sure. the right person, wrong time happens, uh, but it didn't happen in this way to these people. But, like, 
this really happened to these real people. Obviously, there's actors playing them, but, like, there is a real person attached to it, which, I don't know, just gives it a whole different feel. Um, It's fucking nuts, man. I, uh... I I absolutely love it because uh, as soon as that's over and we get the uh we go to the diner for the birthday party and uh, I really I really liked that whole scene uh you know Susan showing up and his coworker being like oh you better go handle that yep. <laughs> and they have a little conversation about it and she's like did anybody and he just kind of and it, it's such an important moment in the movie where it's like. She's not mad at him for anything, you know, like it's, he's just the way he is, you know, so she's, she's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, it's really okay. It's really okay. What are you going to do now? Start the next one. And the next one was tick, tick, boom. And then you get like the, the last, the last monologue and like, they're like, he, it was a one man show. He performed it. Da, 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 da. And then he put on rent. Uh, he wrote. He wrote. Ran. It was the longest running musical, and he died the night before it premiered. And you're like, what? No, no, stop! Like, uh, he gets just, the, it the just book. Hurts. He gets that one book. How are you gonna afford this? You know, it was the perfect little birthday present. It was so meaningful. And then I'm like, yes, he's gonna use this, and he's gonna write the next one, and it's gonna kill, man, and it's gonna be awesome. And then. He died before he got to see any of it happen on Broadway. And I was just like, no! Like, uh, it was, everything was pointing. Even more yeah. cool is that Tick, Tick, Boom was a one-night-only one one-man show. It only happened once. Only happened, one, well, with him performing it. It was later adapted again to have, like, a three-person ensemble. But, uh... This was the it was a one night only performance that got turned into this epic movie here twenty years later twenty plus years later. Uh, wow. Or thirty years later, you know, like that's uh yeah, nineteen ninety. No fucking joke. Right. Like what, that's, what, that's fucking nuts. Turn thirty and yeah, that's like when he wrote Superbia and mm, stuff. Yeah. So like, I don't know how far after Tick Tick Boom actually takes place. Mm. Uh. But, yeah, and then branching that into louder than words, like, you, that's that's what's crazy about it, too, is they end the movie effectively before that song, and then they're like, here, we'll send you out, though. Mm. <laughs> uh, and it just kind of, like, it's, it is the, it is the true culmination of every song in this, oh. every song in this movie, every theme in this movie, uh. Why does it take catastrophe to start a revolution if we're so free? Tell me why. God damn! Like, what does it take to wake up a generation? You see, you see that kind mm. of theme throughout the throughout the movie. Actions speak louder than words. Like the whole movie, it's about him neglecting his friends and not being there for him. And, and now is the time he gets to gets to fix that. Uh, Cages mm. or wings? Which do you prefer? Ask the birds. Oh. That might be my favorite part of the soundtrack. Ooh, is that, that one little is run? The birds. Ask the birds. Uh, yeah. That one is. Cages or wings? Which do you prefer? God. 
Ooh, that one is good. Fear, love, baby. Like the, what are you going to live your life? You're going to live your life with fear or, you know, you know, let it lead mm. with fear or love? Like, that's, you know, now a line in the song and, like, every all the things that he's learning is just all, like, within this one, I don't know. Like, and, and it was it was in his notebook that he wrote that, like, fear or love. Like, that's where he took all of his notes and he had them laid all out. So it, like, literally is, like, oh, I don't know. It was just... It was fucking brilliant, uh, man. Someone tell me why so many people bleed. That shit. Oh, my God. It's just so nuts how great the end of this fucking musical is. Actions speak louder than happy birthday to uh. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. Make a wish. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, no, that smile, man. Dude, I know. It's just like <sighs> I love this movie. I love that every time we talk about a movie I love, I just come away loving it more. You know. Mm. Uh, I just have to see that smile. Oh, I got right to it. Oh, I went right to it. Oh. <laughs> you knew exactly the moment. And it was like actually an <sighs> old camcorder. Like, you know, like it, it was, and you saw the date, February 4th, 1990, 9 p.m. Like time little thing in the corner. Like it was an old home video. Well, that's what's cool, too, is that a lot of the home video stuff that they used was modeled after actual home videos. Mm. Like, I think they even show it in the like later in the credits oh. that these are like uh, real uh, home videos. They do. I think I was just crying at this point, so I was just kind of yeah, like, I, I turned too. it off. I was... So, like, I think I didn't really pay attention to the credits. I was just like, oh, um. Yeah, they show Jonathan Larson actually performing stuff and everything in the credits. Uh, mm. I wish you could see, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all right, though. You're on the air. I'm underground. So, now that we've made it through every song in the musical, mm. can you give me a top three? Yes. I hope so. Um... I'm gonna say thirty ninety is in like one hundred percent in there. That is without a doubt um, going in the in the top three. Um, and the one I've listened to the most after thirty ninety, I think, is probably Johnny Can't Decide. Yeah, um, that's a big one. I really like that one. I think that's probably number two. And ooh. This is going to be tough to have to weed out either. It's either Boho Days or Louder Than Words, I would say. Um, it probably just has to be Louder Than Words because that's just like, it's the, cul- it's, 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 it's the it, culmination of it, everything, it has, man. Yeah, I think. I remember the Boho first Days time I watched fun, this. But if I'm. Yeah, like the first time I watched this, I listened to Boho Days on repeat yeah. for like days. You know, so like, uh, but at, since I've separated myself from the first listen a lot more, I'd say my top three are louder than words. That's an easy number one for me. Uh, As if I'm going to just listen to a song 
Bo Bohodes would be in the top three if I'm just going yeah. to a song yeah that's the thing is I'm trying to I'm going like performance yeah. uh, all, all things considered here I think I got to go therapy Ooh. Uh, come to your senses and louder than words I think those would be my top three as far as like m movie watching it play out is concerned I think those would have to be the the top three for me yeah just that run like I, mean, I guess swimming kind of you know like but therapy come to your senses real life why louder than word like that like bam 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 like one emotional wreck after the other like it oh nuts um, man it's nuts but yeah this <sighs> i mean i already gave it the uh i actually gave it a nom and the win for the best soundtrack well you know no it's gonna win it's 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 gonna win. Everything everywhere all at once has a really good soundtrack, but uh, it's uh, it's not this. You know, uh, it's like this is the first musical we've watched where I'm going. Oh yeah, that's that's far and away the best music there is in the in the decade. You know, like uh, everything everywhere all at once has a lot of great elements, a lot of great songs, especially like that uh, the like subtle little. Ding, mm. ding. The like big brash, oh, like oh, oh yes. dude, Ooh. it's got a lot of great elements, but we like are. it's not, it's it's not tick tick boom. Uh, it's insane that we're there. We got one left. How about we throw a rating at this Ooh. bad boy? I think I think we're ready. The second right, to last right. one, man. So enjoyment that's a five that's an easy five i mean that was uh, we i think we even said that last week we were like yeah mm -hmm. uh and i'm gonna do that there we go cages or wings which do you prefer ask the birds fear or love baby don't say the answer actions speak louder than words you know, I was, I think, probably ten times more inclined to go to the soundtrack or, like, to go to the, like, song list after the, watching the movie. Like, I was so much more inclined than La La Land to go, like, right. immediately to the, to the music and add it to, like, a playlist and, like, love, you know, or, like, hit the heart on the whole, like, thing. Like, I, it was just like, oh, yep. There, there. That is because not only do they lend to the story so effectively, they're fucking bangers. Like they are such great casual listens, which is nuts. Uh, it's such a hard balance to strike, and they fucking nailed it, man. And Andrew Garfield can just sing his ass off. Um, yes, he can. Fucking brilliant, that man. Uh, but uh, genre-wise, out of five stars. Is it, does it feel like a five out of five musical? Biographical musical, too. So, like, it's not just a musical. It's got that extra element to it. I mean, I guess I've only watched two modern musicals total. So I don't know if I'm really a good, uh, you know, I don't know, good source for a musical rating. But as far as the, like, biography part goes and, like, the just the way everything unfolded and, like, them just showing the events of his life it was like beautiful in that sense and i i don't think that this is a bad musical either 
Um, I don't have many to pull from, but I, I felt like it was pretty well done as well. Um, I tend to agree. I, I tend to agree. Uh, that's the thing is that like I, I too am not like one to be like, oh, well, you see, this number was off because of how they do not conform to typical mm. musical uh, conformity. Nah, I, I don't fucking know, man. I For me, this is as good a musical as you're going to get in movie format. You know, uh, the performances are all there. The numbers are, the musical numbers are beautiful. Like, they're so much fun to watch. Uh, emotionally resonant and very heartfelt. Uh, I, I think it's got to be, I think it's got to be a five out of five right. in terms of genre. I, I, Sheesh, this last, this run that we're on, man. And it's only going to continue. Jeez. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. We are just ending it right, I'd say. Yeah, we've 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 hit a stretch here that's just Is is I mean, this like are movies just really, really good right now? Like do we just have the technology to now make just better movies consistently? Because like I not I don't think so necessarily. I think that the thing for me is that I think they the best movies now are fewer and far in between than they once were. Uh, I think I think the highest highs are damn high, but I don't think we're as consistently uh, hitting those high fair. highs. We are picking one uh, movie out of the year. Yeah, so. and we I think we have picked the most resonant movies of yeah. the last five years. <laughs> it's not like we're picking the shittiest uh, movie of the year, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I mean, look at the look at the fucking nineties. Yeah, fair. I, it's just a. Uh, the level of quality the 90s was presenting on a very consistent basis is nuts. Uh, it really is. It's just it's just absurd. Like with the Goodfellas, Boys in the Hood, Malcolm X, Jurassic Park, Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption, uh, Pulp Fiction, Train Spotting, Seven, Goodwill Hunting, The Truman Show, The Matrix. Like, Damn. <laughs> what a crazy fucking time. But uh, I do think that. Uh, it is also important that we were born in 2000, you know, like that's a, uh, I think that's a part that we've got to consider. That's true. Uh, yeah. These, these modern movies have become more prominent in our life. Uh, we've gotten the opportunity to watch them as they release. They are our, they will be our classics one day, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, but yeah, tick tick boom. That's an all time. That's an all timer for me, uh, as far as favorites goes. I do think that the the critical ra- the critical rating will be will be where it falls a little bit, uh, not not by a lot. Um, I if we're comparing it to La La Land, I think La La Land is a better directed movie. I think it is a better visual experience. Um, True. I think it's got a general. The storytelling is, I mean, like, it's hard to compare a real-life storytelling versus a a, a, a a fictional narrative, but uh, I'd say I'd say it was more well-written for that purpose, you know? I think uh, this did as good as it could as a biography. Uh, I think I would, I think I would be in that uh, four, you know, seven, four, six... Four five, um, 
maybe even 4.4, you know, like, cause, uh, I, I can't, I can't tell you for sure that it was as well directed as I, as I think it was. Was it as I good still of don't a biography it... as Malcolm X? <laughs> you know, that's like... kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, cause I think, I think when you, you compare it to Malcolm X, another biography is a very, very good example. Uh, Denzel Washington in the lead, uh, Spike Lee behind the camera. I think I think it's probably a more it's a better directed mm. movie. Maybe not I mean Andrew Garfield's performance in this I hard to I it's one of my favorite performances ever. So like it's hard to I mean, it's hard to say. So we like give it a 4/4. Four, four. It's still above Aliens, Inception, Avatar, The Breakfast Club, A Clockwork Orange. Like it's still like Yeah. Yeah. It's above very. I think I think I go I think I go in that 4445 range and I I leave, I leave it to you to decide which one it actually belongs in. Let me see the way the numbers work out. That's nice. It's not as nice. I like I like it. Well, okay, wait, wait. What a combination of movies. Wolf of Wall Street, The Shining, Kill Bill, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, if the score shakes out to a 4.8 out of 5 stars, it ties alongside those movies, uh, which is hilarious. I absolutely love that. If uh, what about a, what, what if we did give it a 4.5? It would... Or 4.5 straight up. Oh, 4.5. 4.5. 4. 5. 4.83, which I believe is... Like the Godfather Part 2? Yeah. Godfather Part 2, Malcolm X, and Lion King. Malcolm X and Lion right. King! A, a biography and a musical. Like, it's... I don't, that kind of works out a little better, in my opinion. I think, I think it does. I, I, think it I does. do think, um... Nah, I can't do it. I can't nah, do it. I was about it. to say, like, I do think it is better than The Wolf of Wall Street, The Shining, and Kill Bill. But then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I don't think it is. I think it does I don't, tie I them think... rather than... It, it, I can't comfortably put it above yeah, them. No. You know, like, uh, as far as favoritism, I absolutely can. I have no doubts hmm. about that. But as far as, like, criti like, critical appeal, I don't know that I can comfortably go, yes, Tick, Tick, Boom is a better movie than The Shining. You know, like, I, I, I don't know that I could take it that far. Uh, but yeah, with that, the score for Tick, Tick, Boom becomes a 4.8 out of 5 well, stars. I guess that's the average um, for 8. Yeah, but, yes. like, The Shining um, was given a 4.9 critically, and we're giving this mm -hmm. a 4.5. So, like, it's, we, like, critically, The Shining, we did say was, you know, better made. True, so it's, true. I mean... I think it's it's fair. Like I, I'm just trying to rationalize it tying with The Shining. Like I don't right. think it does deserve to be lower. Um, I think like it is in the right spot, basically here. Um, I think so too. So. I think so too. Tick tick boom, coming to a four point eight out of five stars, and we're one step closer to the final oh. film of the fifty two year journey through film. Oh my god! Oh my god! We're there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep, we've got one film left. 2022's Everything Everywhere All at Once will conclude this project. I can't believe it's it's happening. We're here. That's fucking nuts. Kind of makes... It's, like, super bittersweet. It makes me a little sad. 
I know. But we're moving from one great project to the next. Um, we are. We don't stop. We don't quit. Horses don't stop. They keep going. That's as young as young thug said. Mm. The the all knowing young thug. Of course. Um, yeah, that was that was movie number fifty eight covered. Wow. We will have a fifty ninth here to end the year off. Uh, and then after after everything everywhere all at once next week, we're gonna go ahead and do our master decade awards. We're going to take the winners from every decade and face them off against each other to determine the ultimate winners of these awards. Uh, very excited for that. Um, and then, and then that will officially be the close of this project. Uh, that'll be the that'll be the bookend on this this epic year we've had. Um, and uh, and after that, we're going to start our comic book project. Do we want to come up? With, like, an official name for that? Because 52-Year Journey Through Film kind of just emerged as the title of this project. It never was like, let's talk about it. Uh, I feel like this... It's tough. Let me explain the project. It's not like 52 years, it is... Nah, it stretches out over the course of several years. Uh, that and like between the first movie and second movie, there's a twelve year gap. So like, it's it's can't can't comfortably comic. I but, feel like should be in the name. Somewhere. Yeah, comic book movies. Because uh, here's the project, folks. Hmm. Uh, we're doing every comic book movie ever, uh, Marvel and DC, in chrono chronological order as they were released. So. We start with Batman 1966 on the first Friday of 2023, January 6, 2023. And we will push forth with every comic book movie released chronologically after. Superman 78, Superman 2 uh, in 1981, Superman 3 in 1983, Supergirl in 1984, and so on and so forth. All the way to the most recent comic book movie by the time we end up catching up with it this project has the has the bones to run for a couple <laughs> years so uh we don't anticipate stopping anytime soon um Mm-mm. yeah that's it's very no uh, november 2024 that's uh but by the time we reach november 2024 how many more superhero movies will be probably out? many more uh yeah. as yeah. uh what Mar? I mean, we already have 2025 sketched out for Marvel. Um, exactly. So. And that's the thing. Once we like catch up to it, though, it's going to be nuts because then we'll just be able to cover every Whoa, comic book movie. Whoa, it's going to be perfect timing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, huh. We got everything. We got everything shook out exactly as it needs to. But uh, yeah, so the comic book movie project uh, uh, name TBA. Uh, we uh, we'll get there. Journey through comic book film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, something about that that'll that'll come through at the beginning of 2023 we're, we're pivoting from all these critical masterpieces to the cape shit we love the cape shit and uh you're not going to keep us from covering the cape shit uh and due to the fact that we are covering these uh these these cape this cape shit movies every week i don't think we'll cover a single comic book movie next year uh, as they release will probably hold off until they are a part of the project, which will also grant us a little bit more freedom to cover 
the other movies that come out during this during this time period, uh, twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. Whenever we're like, we got to hit the movie theater for. I mean, a, an, an example a few months back, like, nope. Mm. We go see Nope. That's something we cover weekly on the pod. You know, like that's something we Ooh. casually just come on the pod to discuss. Uh, because now we have the freedom to kind of cover whatever other movie we want. It doesn't have to subscribe to any. This is true. Order. It's it can be whatever the fuck we want it to be. Um. Mm. So yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the big project coming up is the comic book movie project. But I'm certain we'll have plenty us plenty else going on uh but yeah with that i'm so glad y'all joined us for tick tick boom uh andrew garfield the man uh love love that man to death uh but with that if you would head to patreon.com slash coro bloom where you'll find over 40 hours of exclusive content not available anywhere else comic book reviews movie reviews book reviews all sorts of shit. I am feeding the patrons over there. All that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on because I don't make any money off of it. Uh, it's all it's all straight out of pocket. So uh, it, it is helpful if you do that over there. Head to Twitter. Follow at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Well, thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure. Remember, peace, love, and bloom.